entrepreneur, international speaker, preacher, author, and business coach. Patrice is the co-founder and chief servant officer of both Nehemiah Project International Ministries and PG and Associates LLC, which he founded with his wife and best friend, Gina Saget. Patrice specializes in helping families incorporate their faith into their business practices, ensuring that their businesses are able to exist beyond the third generation. And now, introducing Patrice Saget. Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Saget. And today, um, this is we're going to have a special for you. We're going to continue on our discussion on my upcoming book, Biblical Entrepreneurship Essentials. Today, we are in part seven. Today, we're going to talk about desire is not enough. Uh, so many of you have a strong desire to be in business for yourself or a strong desire to be biblical entrepreneurs or a strong desire to expand your company. I'm here to tell you just because you have a desire doesn't mean it's enough in this book. We really deal with that. How do you go beyond just desire? What what else do you need to make it work? Um, you've heard often the statement, um, you know, good intentions is not enough, right? In other words, besides just having the intention to do something, you have to have the execution abilities and capabilities. Well, you can have the desire for something, just having it, no matter how strong the desire, no matter how awesome it is, no matter how honorable the desire, that's not enough. Uh, you need uh, other things other than just desire. And so today we're going to talk about it. So uh, desire is not enough. So let me share the, again. This is from uh, my book, uh, Essentials, Biblical Entrepreneur Essentials, uh, the foundational guide to building a kingdom business. Uh, so uh, here's one of the things I put in the book. I once had a Christian client who ran a fashion store and needed help to grow her revenue uh, and to meet her loan payments. She loved the Lord, had passion for her work, uh, and produced great product. Uh, she had desire and had good products. And she tried to apply the science of business the best she could. Remember, we talked earlier about the science of business. Uh, but this wasn't enough. Upon my assessment, she she brought me in to assess her business, uh, the situation. By my assessment, it was my conclusion that she had uh, no option but to shut down her business in order to stop the bleeding. I don't know about you guys, but as a business coach, and I've had the unfortunate privilege, I wouldn't say privilege, the unfortunate, <laughs> I'm not even sure to call it. I've been, it's, it's been fortunate that I've had situations where I've had to recommend that an entrepreneur shuts down the business. It's kind of like laying down a, you know, you have a dog or a cat or an animal you love, having to lay it down because you realize that it is so sick that leaving that animal alive only creates more pain for them because they're not going to recover. That's the way it is often as a business coach. When you come into a situation, you make an assessment. And as entrepreneurs, we always want to hear the good news, right? We want to hear how great things are, all the possibilities. And entrepreneurs are eternal optimists, as you should be. Well, you should be. I am as well. Uh, I am as well. We don't like bad news. But when you bring in a coach or a consultant, you want to hear what Jim Collins called the brutal facts. You want to hear truth. You know, today uh, we had a board meeting 
And our board meeting was reviewing, we brought in our CFO and we were reviewing uh, our compilations. Uh, so she's put together our financial compilations for 20, uh, 2019. And we're reviewing that with our board as we prepare to, um, to finalize it. And it's, here's what a financial compilation is like. It's almost like an audit you know, or a financial review. Uh, you know, so uh, you can talk to your accountant or look up what's between an audit, a review, and a compilation. But it's similar, uh, except you know, audits goes deeper. A review goes one step deeper. Uh, and, and audits goes another step deeper. So let me, but let me compare it. If you've ever had to go through something like, let me compare it to what it compares to. So it's almost like somebody coming to your home and going through all your clothes, uh, your bathroom, your kitchen going through all your drawers, <laughs> going through all of your stuff, right? And by the way, even going through uh, your home finances, right? And and coming through your home and, and, and you haven't had time to really clean up all the stuff. <laughs> and as they're coming in, uh, they're trying to, uh, you know, you, you see stuff that, you know, that dirt that you didn't think you, you had. And, and that's kind of a, a compilation, right? Of course, an audit is worse and then the review is worse, but the audit is even worse. So it's kind of like that. So so I was kind of, I felt naked before my board as we we're going through this compilation review and all those data. And so as a coach, when I go into companies and try to help them, I make kind of those kind of assessment and kind of say, okay, can you survive? Where are your vulnerabilities and so forth and so on? So again, just because you have a desire for something doesn't mean it's enough to make you a success. So this gal had the desire, but upon assessment, it was my recommendation that she would have to shut down in order to stop the bleeding. You see, her debt burden made it almost impossible for her to recover. Where did she go wrong? You see, she underestimated the significance of the scientific knowledge she lacked. Right. Remember the talk about the science of business. Right. And, and so she she didn't she didn't drill down enough to 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 look at lift lift up everything to make sure she fully understood. This is like an example, for instance, you know, she made a mistake on location, her location. She didn't do a market survey to see is that location will that location work. Right. Because no matter how great your product, if you're in the wrong location, nobody's going to find you. Uh, she didn't have a marketing system to predict sales and revenue. Uh, so any forecast was a wild guess. Uh, she also hadn't done adequate market research. Uh, as I said, her location was, was less than ideal. So by the time we discovered a problem, it was too late. She had bled so for so long for so far that she had no choice but to file for bankruptcy. And yes, Christian entrepreneurs sometimes have to file for bankruptcy. Let me address something here. Because I'm often asked the question, uh, Patrice, if I'm a kingdom business, if I've gone through biblical entrepreneurship, does that guarantee that my business will succeed? And does me having to shut down my business or file a bankruptcy, does that mean I'm in violation or that God is punishing me? Or is a curse? No, not necessarily. Listen, we live in a sinful world, in a fallen environment. And, and unfortunately, we live the consequence of that fallen world. And I think I've shared with you before about what we teach our trainers when they go through our certification. 
we, we, we teach them on the concept that we call the theology of business. And, and uh, what we share with them, the four basic uh, bedrocks of biblical theology as it applies to business. So the first basic bedrock of theology, some of you may know this, and this is, and by the way, this is extra stuff. I should charge you a little bit more for, for me sharing this with you. But the first basic bedrock of biblical theology is creation, right? All of us believe that, uh, know that in the beginning, God created, right? Created, he, out of nothing, he made something. He created, right, creation. And when he created, um, the, the, the world, it was perfect, sinless, right, and, and ideal, right? So, so, so theology begins with that understanding that God is the creator and created everything perfect, good, and ideal, right? The second bedrock of biblical theology, so I'm sorry, let me go back a little bit. So with that, we then believe that, by the way, this is the extra stuff that's not in the book. We, we then believe that, that, um, as a biblical entrepreneur, we as if you're going to run a successful kingdom business, it's important for you to go back to the Word of God and find out about God's original intent for life and business. In other words, what did God intend for your life and for business in the beginning? When God first created, what was his game plan? Right? Or what, what is God's standard? So here's why that's important. Because if you don't know what God's standard is, God's original plan, then you have no sense of direction of the ideal that you are to be pursuing. My pastor used to call it God's best. What is God's best? What is God's ideal? So creation. So, so theologically, no matter your marriage, whatever you're, you're looking at, always ask the question, what is God's original intent? The next pillar of biblical theology is the fall, all right? Even though in the beginning, God created ideal, perfect, God's best, God's standard, but we know that Genesis chapter three, sin happened, right? Eve was tempted, Adam sinned, and there was the fall. There was high treason. That was men violated the word of God. And as a result of that, sin occurred. It created a leak. It opened the door for the enemy to come in and, and uh, bring harm or, or disrupt God's ideal creation, right? So as biblical entrepreneurs, as entrepreneurs, it's important that we understand and accept that we live in a fallen world. Right. Not only do we live in a fallen world, my body, um, my 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 person, those spirit, right? I'm a spirit. I'm not a I'm not a corpse. I'm a spirit. My, the real Patrice is spirit, right? It's not this dark and handsome guy you see here on your screen. I'm if you watch, you listen to us by audio. Just just imagine that I am dark and handsome. So 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 I'm spirit, but I'm spirit. All right, I'm spirit. That's my real self. However. My spirit is in a fallen body, all right? That is, by the way, decaying, right? It's decaying every day because of the fallen world. That's why the Apostle Paul in Romans said this, that 
that I, I want to do right, but sin is right there with me. <laughs> I mean, you, you follow me? It's because we're in a fallen world. So the fall happened. So what, what, what's the application for that for business? In spite of God's creation, God's original plan, because of sin, we are at, we are at the we are we 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 are we have the we are victims of loss of failure of mistakes of chaos. Are you following me? We we are victims of all this horrible stuff that could have happened to us in our business. So when we talk about a business having to file a bankruptcy or failing, because it's it's in the fallen world, sin occurred. Sin occurred, right? So, so I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna be tempted. I'm gonna, and again, I'm not justifying, nor am I giving an excuse for people doing wrong or making mistakes. But I'm saying that we are in a fallen world. Just accept it. Desire is not enough. But then the third thing is redemption. So, though I'm in a fallen world, and 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 I am, I I, I could fall prey. To all this, this bad stuff. My business could fail. I could file a bank or whatever. However, there's redemption. So in, in spite of the fall, God introduced a redemptive plan, going back to Genesis chapter 3, a plan for redemption, meaning that even in a fallen world, God is able to redeem, to redeem for his good. Let me give you a perfect picture. So I, I'm wearing, if you can see me, I'm wearing a um, a white suit jacket, right? And so let's assume that this white suit jacket, that uh, that something, I, I go to an event and 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 uh, some red wine falls all over, right? And so as a result, my suit, my white suit jacket, then is dirty, and as a matter of fact, not only dirty. But it, it would have um, it would be uh, it would you know it would be messed up in a sense. But but then I go to a cleaner, and then I, there's a cleaner in my neighborhood that does good job. So I go to them, and and then I and then I have them cleaned up, right? They cleaned up, so they're able to redeem my suit, so they can clean it up so that it can look like new again. So undo the mistake I made in causing wine and to fall on it. However, even though they can make the suit like new again, it is still not a new suit. That suit, if you look at it carefully, is still going to have a level of imperfection because it's not a brand new suit. It's the same suit that a mistake occurred on that got, that got redeemed. That's what redeem means. Redeem means to reclaim that which is broken, to restore to reclaim that which is broken, that which is messed up, right? I redeemed it. So we redeemed the suit. That's kind of what happens for us as biblical In spite of the fall, God is able to redeem the situation, to work things together for good. So for this client who had to close her business, who had to file for bankruptcy, in that, in midst of bankruptcy, God redeemed. Oh, you got to hear me. God redeemed. God redeemed. See, because as Christians, we got to stop 
acting as though just because I'm, I'm saved and I believe and I'm committed to God that everything is going to be perfect. No, you're going to have sickness. You're going to have disease. Businesses will fail. Are you going to be tempted that somebody will cheat you? You know, something is going to, but in midst of it, you got to say, God, though all this is happening, show me the redemption in this process. Show me a way that you will redeem the situation. <clears throat> because Jesus came. And, and Jesus came and me accepting Christ and living in Christ. Every situation is redeemable. He can work everything together for my good. That's redemption. That's redemption. So in that situation, when, when she had to close down her business, when she had to file for bankruptcy, guess what? Because years later, amen, Allison, amen. Years later, her and I got in contact with each other. As a matter of fact, she, she sent me a gift. And I never got to talk to her about that gift. And, and, and that, was, that was her saying, Patrice, it worked out. <clears throat> she sent the financial. She even wrote in a note. She said, Patrice, this is for you and your wife to go out with it, to, 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 you know, just to, to just take care of yourselves. It was her saying, in spite of that situation that happened, God redeemed it. Let me tell you something. Never let failure, never let brokenness, never let... I don't care what it is. The Bible says this, we fall down, but we get up again. So yes, desire is not enough. However, in midst of it, should you make mistakes, should you face failure, should you face difficulties, understand this, tap into the power of redemption and let God redeem it. Now, let me say this, I'll be honest with you, redemption does always feel good. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Because redemption is by faith. In other words, you're, you're, you're humiliated, you're embarrassed, and she was. You know, you feel bad and ooky. You don't feel like you're honoring. I mean, you feel like a hypocrite. But in midst of that situation, just imagine and close your eyes and say, in midst of it, Jesus Christ is being glorified. Think about our own Lord and Savior. They say, if you are the son of God, then defend yourself. If you are the son of God, then push back. If you are the son of God, why, why this? Why not this? Why have, if you're the son of God, why? Think about how embarrassed Jesus was when none of his disciples were staying with him. Think about it. This is, this is God. This is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. But yet, not even Peter stood by him. They rejected him. Then now one betrayed. These are so. If Jesus was a C, the CEO of a corporation, he would have been fired. Let's be honest. He would have been fired be, because in that very moment, when when all his all his team deserted him, it looked like failure, not success. Right? So we read the word and we shout, but we don't understand the word. So many times God allows difficulties and failure so that in midst of it, he can redeem the situation. When, and when God redeems something, it makes him look good. He gets all the glory and praise and forget about your feelings. 
all the stuff you're feeling, that's human emotion. That's feelings. It has nothing to do with the truth of God's word. Think about God himself. Let's take it back to Genesis. Genesis chapter one, God uh, uh, makes man. Chapter two, he forms him, right? Perfect, sinless. Chapter three, the man he created, the epics of his creation, his image of likeness, the one who gave dominion over all things, he commits treason. God himself should have been fired that very moment. I mean, he he had one job to do, create man. Well, he did other stuff, but the first man he created fell. Think about it. But it was in the midst of all that, that Jesus Christ was introduced. What am I saying to you? No matter the situation, what is God's redemptive plan? Forget about you. What is God's redemptive plan? Allison said, you're speaking to me, Patrice. This is the hope we have as Christian entrepreneurs. That's true, Allison. We have the hope of redemption in Christ, that no matter what happens, our hope is bigger than our businesses. Glory to God forevermore. Redemption. It gets better, guys. So first, we've got the fall, right? When I'm sorry, we have first creation, right? God created all things perfect. And whatever you're trying to do, marriage, parenting, business, government, whatever you're trying to do, health and wellness, whatever you're trying to do, find out what is God's original plan, right? Then the next thing is the fall. We know that because of the fall, we no longer are able to achieve God's original plan. And you might say the truth, if I can't achieve God's original plan, why should I go there? Because God did not change his original plan in spite of the fall. You said, Patrice, aren't you setting me for failure? You say I can't reach it, but I should aspire for it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because guess what? You will not experience redemption unless you strive for that which is impossible for you to reach. In other words, this, the just shall live by faith. Here's what faith means. Faith is the bridge between what you cannot do and what you must do. That's faith right? That's faith, what you're called to do. So that's when you experience redemption. That's what the, 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 the Lord told to the Apostle Paul. He said, look, when the Apostle Paul, Roman, uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, when the Apostle Paul says, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not Romans, First uh, Corinthians 12. The Apostle Paul says, Lord, um, you call me to do a great work and I want to do it, but there's, I have a problem. I have a torn in the flesh, right? I have a torn in the flesh. I, we don't know what it was. I don't know what your torn is. There's something that's keeping me from reflecting your best. That's keeping me from living out the things you call me to do. He said, God, here's, here's the deal. If you can take care of this thing, that will free me up so that I can the man you call me to be. And I can really represent you as you want. Because remember, I'm trying to do your work. And I got this issue. It could be a marital issue. I got this issue. It could be a sickness. I got this issue. It could be a bad habit. I got whatever that issue is. He said, God, if you get rid of it, I'm going to represent you like nobody ever represented you before. And the apostle, and the guys are apostle Paul, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. He says, see, because my strength, Paul, is made perfect in you. He said, because where you're weak, where you cannot, Paul, that's where I show up. Because my strength is made perfect in you. So God right now is saying to you, the things you've been so desires, you got desire, but you got all these vulnerabilities and you got all these issues you're facing, whatever they might be. And you're saying, God, if you can just get rid of all this, I'll be the man you want to God say, You'll be the man or woman I want you to be despite the issues you're going through. And so Paul saying that case, I'm going to glorify you in my weakness. I'm going to rejoice in my infirmity. He said, okay, I'm going to celebrate the stuff I'm going through. I, right now, stop for a minute and just celebrate God for the stuff you're going through. 
I mean, look at your tone of the flesh. Said, God, thank you, Jesus, for it. That's really what the apostle was doing. He started celebrating, right? That's why he said, count it all joy when you face various trials. Rejoice in the Lord. I said, rejoice. He ran from prison, right? He started, every time he faced problems, he started celebrating. I know folks looked at him and said, wait a minute, isn't he in jail? Why is he, why is he excited? That's the crazy man. And Paul said, I've got a revelation that in my weakness, that's actually where strength is taking place because that's where redemption comes in. And then the last thing, guys, is restoration. Restoration. Here's what it means. And my trainers know this because we talk about this in training certification. Restoration. That means that there will come a time, even though as my suit got redeemed, it was not made new, but it was redeemed, meaning that that old suit was recovered, that that messed up was recovered, right? Same suit, recovered, imperfect, but though perfect in Christ. But guess what? Then there comes a time when my wife, knowing that I've been wearing this used suit, that I've gone through all kinds of stuff and I'm wearing it elegantly and I'm wearing it courageously. And she said that my husband needs a new suit. And she goes and buys me a new suit to replace my used suit that has been restored, that has been redeemed, right? And that's, that's restoration, meaning there will come a time that whatever business you've lost, whatever child you've lost, whatever marriage you've lost, whatever situation you've, in other words, whatever you, there will come a time where God will restore it all 100%. He'll restore it as he intended in the beginning. You follow me? It may not happen right now, but so all of us, so as entrepreneurs, so even though I have to shut down the business, even though I have to shut down the situation, even though I, whatever I've got to do, guess what? I do it in hope, knowing this, that there will come a time where God will restore it all as it was intended for in the beginning. So even though my business has to close, even though my situation is like it's not ideal, and I'm and I'm walking it out by the grace of God, even though, but I I do it in the hope, knowing this that there will come a time, whether before I go home to glory, Jesus will meet me here, or after I go home to glory, I meet him there. But either way, there will come a day for all things like He intended at the beginning. Isn't that exciting? So there's no loss. So here's the good news. We win, irrespective of the situation. I'm almost, my time is almost up and I'm, I'm just at the beginning. So, 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 as, so as you look at this story, so though it was too late and, and we had to shut the business down, she had to file for bankruptcy, but her life today, it, let me tell you something. Don't define your life by the business. Don't define your life by the things you do or create because your life must be defined in Christ Jesus. Your identity, going back to the course, identity and destiny, is not what you do. It is who you are in Christ Jesus. All right, you are a queen, you are a prince, you are, you are royalty, and no matter what you do, it cannot redefine who you truly are. Guys, my, ah, my time is up. So, but let me close, uh, my time is up. Next, we're gonna continue because I'm gonna give you a reality check, things that you wanna consider. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the the key things that you must do to be successful. In other words, what else do I need besides desire? Right, guys, if you want to get a copy of this book, I want you to go to our website. There's a link right there. Go to our website and go to our store, nehemiahecommunity.com, and you can get an order copy. The book should be out anytime now. You can get an e-copy or a physical copy. The book is called Essentials to Biblical Entrepreneurship. Oh, I'm sorry, Biblical Entrepreneurship Essentials, the Foundational Guide to Building a Kingdom Business. Go get your copy right now. By There's a special that's running right now, and that, that special will be running until the book is out and it'll go back, it'll go to regular price. You want to pre-order right now so you can so you can save on, on your on your copy. By the way, if you go to get the copy, you can also download a free copy of chapter one. That's free for just you just want to do it, just go there and get chapter one for free. And then uh, if you don't if you don't get the book, get at least chapter one for free. And the book will be also be available in Spanish, it'll be available in French and eventually Mandarin Chinese. With that said, uh, we have a seminar coming up for you. Uh, if you want to take advantage of it, we have a seminar called Financing Your Business, Strategy of Financing Kingdom Business. So if you go to our website, Nehemiah Project eCommunity, you can go to our events page and you can sign up, find out about the seminar. It's on November 12th. You can sign up for it and uh, look forward to seeing you at that seminar. It'd be an, an hour seminar to, to help you deal with how to develop a financing strategy. There's a space and you can join us there. Also, if you've been encouraged by this uh, by this podcast and you've learned some things and you want to encourage others, well, I'll encourage you to share this, share, share it on your social media, share it uh, with your friends. Good friends share good stuff with other people, right? At a time where we are so discouraged and all the, all the bad stuff being passed through the internet, why don't you pass some good stuff? Okay, share the link with somebody else to encourage them as well. Also, I want you to, I'm going to pray for you before you leave. Uh, before I do, though, I want you to, if you want to learn more about the Nehemiah Project, how we can provide you with training uh, on biblical entrepreneurship or other aspects of life based on your business, want to learn about our coaching program, how we can come alongside you, provide your coaching through our Business Success Accelerator, BSA, or uh, Customized Coaching one-on-one. -on -one. Or you want to learn about our access to cap capital, how we can come alongside you and provide capital and helping you finance the growth of your business. Um, go, to, go to our website. You want to learn about our community, how you can join one of the fastest growing entrepreneurship communities in the world with entrepreneurs from Asia, Africa, Latin America, North America, and, um, and, um, and Europe. Uh, go to nehemiahecommunity.com and there you can learn about all of this and become a part of this global community. Uh, before I pray for you, I want to encourage you who are in America to please vote. Okay? Uh, on November 3rd, uh, it will be an opportunity for Americans to exercise our constitutional rights. Uh, no matter who you vote for, uh, vote. If you need some guidance as to how to vote, I want you to visit our, our podcast. On our blog, on our podcast, we have uh, three. With with any of you, we have three podcasts, four podcasts there that can help you if you are. Uh, um, you can somebody. We had somebody come in and make a case for Donald Trump. You can learn about that. We had somebody come in and make a case about Biden. You can learn about that. We had a pastor talk to us about how to vote as a Christian. Uh, by the way, all of them shared from a Christian perspective, and we, and I did a piece on government, you know, how to think through that process. So go to our, our podcast and learn more as you consider voting next week. And speaking to the Americans, no matter who wins on November 3rd, and no matter 
what others do. You have responsibilities as a Christian not to feed into the, the negative, okay? So I appeal to you as a, as a patriot, I appeal to you as a Christian. Number one, this country was made to be a model of democracy in the world. So let's not bring shame to our founding fathers. That's number one. So we're an example, the world's watching us and how we behave will reflect whether or not the ideal, this, 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 that, this thing that America, that our fathers, our founding fathers have developed, that created, is, is possible, right? Whatever we do, will show to the world either that is possible or is not possible, right? Because they're watching us, and that there are bad people watching what America will do to justify their misbehaviors. So let's not give an excuse. The second thing is that we're Christians right we're christians and so as christian the question is how do we respond or behave when things does not go our way remember a redemption right uh, we live in a fallen world in a fallen world not every leader reflect what we want but however we know that in spite of that leader's imperfection that god is able to redeem the situation and we know that ultimately he'll restore this government and restore the ultimate government he intended before the foundation of the earth and guess what? That government was not a democracy. It was a theocracy, right? God being the only ruler. So with that, I encourage you to go out and vote. And, um, and uh, as you vote, uh, vote according to God's will for your life. Vote according to your faith. And as you vote, accept the results as God's will. With that said, let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care. And may the Lord enable you to steward them in such a way that one day you'll hear those wonderful words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Guess what? He'll make you rule over much. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for watching.